Hello and welcome to another episode of Honest to a Malt. And today we've got two very special guests joining myself and Mike, aka Two Puds. We've got Libby Barnby and Paul Main from Whiskey Toasts. Welcome. Hi, guys. Thanks for coming on. Good to have you on. Yeah. What's the name of the episode today then, Mike? So we're on episode 32 and today's episode is called Blind Date Drams with Libby and Paul. Nice and simple, straightforward. Simples. Yeah. Yeah. I thought I was really privileged to be a guest today, but actually to have my name in the title, I'm just <laughs> blown over. Thanks, guys. It's emotional. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. I mean, it could be any pool, but yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just before we started, Paul did point out that we've never had a Scottish guest on this podcast, which is quite shocking, yeah. really, and factually correct <laughs> until today. If you if you've been listening to the podcast and you think that we have uh, excluded you, <laughs> whatever part of society you're in, <laughs> lady, Scottish man, feel free to let us know and we'll try to organise you coming on the pod. So we should start with our guest today, shouldn't we, Mike? So um, Yes. Uh, let's start with, uh, with Libby then. Libby, um, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, sure. Uh, so yeah, I'm Libby. Um I've been part of the whiskey industry for about five or six years. Started when I was 18, starting young and all. <laughs> yeah, we've gone from the English whiskey industry into the Scottish whiskey industry just about a year ago, really. I moved from Spirit of Yorkshire to Glasgow Distillery. Kind of started at the bottom, really, working in the shop, just in a cafe at the distillery at Spirit of Yorkshire and kind of worked my way up to doing tours and then into the office and then landed myself the job as marketing executive at Glasgow Distillery. Ooh. So. Um, yeah, uh, doing really well. I do lots of sales, marketing, events, lots of pouring whiskey, talking about whiskey. And oh my God, I've done nothing but talk about whiskey this year. It's been so busy. <laughs> Sending out good um, samples to people. Absolutely. <laughs> Plenty of samples for myself afterwards as well. There seems to be a lot of love for Glasgow Whiskey Distillery. At the moment, yeah, it's so. doing this year. It's, um, you know. It's had me on board, so <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> also, also, may I say, it's lovely to have the face of uh, of Kendall Whiskey Festival on uh, <laughs> on the pod. Seem, they seem to be, they seems to be a lot of Libby going it. on in their promo shots. Yeah. My dad get, saw it and he was like, entry? Oh, Libby, that's you. <laughs> I hope so. Red carpet and everything. Yeah. Um, I think I'm seeing Phil this weekend at Glasgow Whiskey Festival, so I'm going to demand a pint or, or five as my... Uh, competition so Love you should, you should uh, you, you should stand at the entrance and see if people want to have pictures taken with you <laughs> just saying do you know who i am i'm kind of a big deal <laughs> you, look, yeah, great just idea. stand next to the um stand next to the promotional poster yeah <laughs> so so thanks so much for coming on today yeah, no worries, Paul, um, um, would you like to introduce yourself for listeners please Yes, yeah, certainly, and it's good to be to be on this episode with uh, with Libby, who I met. So I think the start of this year, Libby, at our yeah, yeah, April, festival, maybe in Click Manager, yeah. So, um, and despite my youthful good looks, uh, I do have socks and underwear that are older than Libby by by some distance. <laughs> so there's a significant generational gap between us. But um, uh, and I've definitely been drinking whiskey for longer than, than Libby's been on the planet. But uh, so I'm Paul. I've um, been drinking whiskey for uh, over 30 years now. Uh, love doing distillery tours and visits and just kind of really kind of escalated my knowledge over the 30 years. Um, started my own wee whiskey tasting business three or four years ago and um, about 18 months ago started working with Hunter Lane, uh, 
know, well-known independent bottler based in Glasgow. And um, I've known the family that, 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 that run that business for about 15 years. So I've been on the journey with them while they've been, they've been building the distillery over in Isla at Arnohoe. Yeah. Um, which actually was five years old last week. Um, so, oh, excellent. Um, I'm living the dream a wee bit in the sense of uh, a whiskey fan that's uh, managed to start a, a small, modest sized business, but at the same time do some work with a quite an established um, yeah. whiskey company that are you know, started as blenders way back in the day, mm. have been independent bottlers, and um, will hopefully very soon have their own spirit from their own distillery. And, Oh, anyway, really? So what do you reckon the release dates thing. sort of what are they looking at at the moment? Is it the next couple or are they? Uh, so, the, tight? The, the birthday of the distillery last week was five years old. So, that's five years the spirit's been running and um, everything's a closely guarded secret. It's not secret, really. It's just that there's all these supply chain issues and mm. there's going to be no formal announcement until everything's in our control. But I, I would, uh, what's the best diplomatic way of describing this? I think. There's a, in fact, I know more than I think. There's a, a high ambition to release an age statement whiskey in 2024. Uh, I won't say whether it's the first, second, third, or fourth quarter, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's really exciting times. No, and great, great thing for the family and everybody that works for the company. Going from being that used to doing independent bottles and selling three, four, five hundred bottles of of something from yeah. one individual cask, and then all of a sudden we've got. Um, no, thousands of litres of the stuff, hundreds of thousands of litres of the stuff. There's no That's red things. sniper dot on your head, so you're safe, you're fine, you haven't released anything <laughs> yeah, no, you shouldn't. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, I, actually, before I before I forget on that, obviously, so, um, Hunter Lang, um, I'm a really big fan of the first editions bottles. I've had quite a few. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Some I've bought from retailers, some I've bought from auction, doesn't matter. But um, I remember one in particular, you know I'm going to say, Mike, Tantu, yeah, right? Of course. <laughs> and yeah. it, was, it was, I think it was a 14-year-old, and oh, it was... I didn't actually buy a bottle of it. I, I told my friend to buy a bottle. Then I was going to buy a bottle and then it sold out. And I think it was very good value for a 14-year-old single cask, sherry, uh, sherry cask, tamdu. And it was um, had this incredible sticky toffee pudding note running through it. I mean, literally incredible. It was so Moorish. And um, I've tried loads of tamdu and I've never found that note in another one ever. So, And people say, oh, you know, independent bottlers, somebody knows that and got it right. They yeah. just went that cask's magic, and it was absolute magic, real magic. Yeah, we've 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 done lots of um, tamdu around about that age, but we've done lots of older tamdu as well. And mm-hmm. as I said, I've been drinking whiskey for a long period of time, and I've been drinking it long enough that I remember when tamdu never put anything in sherry. Yeah. So some of the older whiskies we've got, same from Glengoyne, the same owners we've got. When I first started drinking Glengoyne, everything came out of bourbon cask, and then every so often they would do a single cask from sherry. And fast forward under the new owners um, yeah. who have taken both distilleries forward, you no know, massively. Mm. It's the opposite. It's the case. Every, almost everything comes from sherry, and the exceptions are the ones from bourbon. So it's nice to have been on that journey where you you can you recognise a distillery from two very very different perspectives over a, a reasonably long. Period. Yeah, they've completely changed their business models, haven't they? Yeah, remember the time, old yeah. the old bourbon cast tamdus are like proper juicy, tropical, lovely, really some yeah. good stuff, really good old casks yeah. going on. It should be pretty good, you know. I mean, sure, the whole premise is they take an interesting spirit and then heavily sherry. Hey, we have the best health casks. Well, that means if they're, if they're now focusing on getting out sherry, yeah. it means there's more bourbon casks for the Indies to buy. So, yeah, that's happy true. days. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Keep so you know that. that you guys know the drill then on this pod. Then we should, um, oh, we should say, um, Paul very kindly has sent us all um, a, a pack of blind drams, yes. Right? Um, 
And we're not going to do them on the pod today, but Mike and I are definitely going to be trying them um, soon. And then I think Paul's going to come back on and we're going to see if we can guess whiskey toasts. Yeah. From the business whiskey toast. Yeah. We're going to see if we can guess what they are. So what's going to happen is um, Paul is going to come back on um, uh, and listen to Mike and I make a disaster of guessing which six whiskies these are from whiskey toasts. Yeah. And I think that'll probably be in a couple of weeks. So we're looking forward to having you back on for a yeah. wee bit, if that's okay, Paul. No, don't worry, guys. And, and listen, just two points. One, I know what they all are, and I'll, I'll struggle to guess what they are. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and in all truth, they're, they're, uh, they're Hunter Lane whiskies. So uh, they're wrong of me to say they're from my Excellent. company. They're from, uh, they're from Hunter Lane. So um, yeah, uh, okay. I'm looking forward to that, actually. There's, that'll be interesting. Hey, I've enjoyed your podcast and listening to your feedback about whiskies from scotland and, and across the world so i'm really interested to know your feedback on that. yeah, yeah. it will be blind so we just want to give them the um we want to give them the time that they deserve so i yeah. think yeah. we're going to try them over you know two three hours and then take our notes and then we'll have you back on to do a debrief yeah. soon so yeah. we'll, we'll have that. i know you should never you should never ask a lady her age but i do know libby's age and i also know that there's two of the whiskies that you've got that are older than, than libby so not only are my pants and socks older than libby too, but the whiskies <laughs> I love it. <laughs> well, we are trying to push a new format as well, so I don't know if it's going to be on the podcast or if we're going to use Instalam, which is a, uh, a new app. Um, but yeah, we'll keep you informed on that one. Mm. So you guys know the drill then, apparently. Thanks very much for um, for, for, for thinking ahead. Um, so uh, Libby, what's been in your glass? What's in your glass now? What's been up your ass over the last uh, week? Well, I've been off work this past week, um, so I've just kind of been uh, drinking leisurely, um, finishing off, off bottles uh, due to the recommendation um, of, you know, if you have bottles. Uh, Mr. Michelle Henry six. strikes again. Exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, my dad was here um, last week, so we were just polishing off um, a bottle of Christmas edition from Barry Brothers and Rudd. Can't remember what's nice. off the top of my head. And then we had um, Pete Elements of Isla. Pete, uh, just literally, right. it was like that much. Ooh, tiny, tiny definitely one. Oh. So, uh, yeah, we've just seen those off. And then cracked open this bottle of whiskey that I won. I've never Ooh. won anything. And I won Freebie. this Freebie. <laughs> Thompson 20, Brothers? No, it's Bramble Whiskey Co. Uh, a okay. 28 years old this whiskey's older than me <laughs> um, right. and it's a single grain scotch whiskey from Strathclyde Distillery bourbon cast nice. um, and yeah just cracked it open um, and yeah we, we had some couple of drums of that which is pretty good uh, right now I'm drinking Glen Scotia 15 uh, bottle oh, right. half Classic. bottle half um, bottle yeah pretty tasty first time I've tried it as I say I got, I got it as like a bottle swap from a festival so um, just you, thought I'd go for that. Usually, when guests come on, they pretend that they are um, all sweetness and light, and they say everything in their life is magnificent. Where do you stand on that? Um, are we positive, brand- or is something well, up your ass? <laughs> up my ass this week, yeah. Um, so I got the train home from um, Yorkshire yesterday, and trains are up my ass this week, specifically <laughs> LNER. Um, I was my four and a half hour journey was like eight and a half hours. It's uh, always the same with the trains, yeah. always. But they do give you a four evening, so. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You never get those four and a half hours back, though, will you? That's a very good point, yeah. And it was yeah. bonfire night, so I missed all the fireworks. I didn't see one firework um, on the train last night. 
Well, I'm glad you're really on the train. That's because they were all up Edinburgh Town Centre firing them at police by the looks of it. The idea was to get home and then, you know, go to a firework display or something. Like, because I was meant to get home at half five, half eight. Did you, did, did you, did they have adequate coffee and food to be able to keep you in, in sustenance or whatever the word is? Or was <laughs> yes, it, was it to sort be of fair, a they, they did survival the, like, situation? The, the restaurant like bit, well, the cart was just next to me. Um, but if I'm honest, I'd bought a, you know cheeky meal deal from tesco anyway so right um, but they weren't making yeah, any no. money out of you then no exactly <laughs> <laughs> they're never making money on the yorkshire yeah. line let's be honest yeah <laughs> so Libby had four cans of special brew at tesco's tesco's meal yeah, deal she was much. absolutely sorted um, but yeah no and do you know everyone complains about scott rail but honestly scott rail has been an absolute dream compared to northern rail and my most recent visit with lnr Honestly, yeah. it's got real. I was like, as soon as I got into Edinburgh, straight on a train to Glasgow. I was literally waiting for ten minutes, straight from the train from Glasgow to Clydebank, sorted. Did you see that? Did you see that fella who was trying to get from I don't know somewhere in the somewhere south-ish to Edinburgh, and the trains have been cancelled, and so the the rail service put on taxis for everybody. Did you see oh that one? Yeah. It went huge on Twitter. Yeah. And they were like driving him through the night and the taxi driver was driving wow. like five hours and they got there at like 3am or something ridiculous. Yeah, he was like doing that. updates, wasn't he? It was him and a couple of other people from the train in the car. And and, and their, their solution yeah. to, you know, 150 people not being able to get to was you know, Edinburgh was to yeah. get taxis for everyone. No wonder trains wow. are so expensive. Yeah, I mean, what, what's going on? Imagine well, how much money that it's costs. It's cheaper. You probably could have flown. <laughs> <laughs> got a little jet somewhere and it would yeah. have been cheaper than getting the train. Private army like, helicopters. I've had my ticket refunded, so they've literally made no money from that. Do you know what I mean? Because everyone will have refunded their ticket. Mm. You just go on the next ticket, that's the problem. Yeah. You just put the next tickets up. Yeah, you're yeah. like, oh, Railfair's got it by 100%. Yeah. <laughs> Libby's fault. Now you know why, yeah. yeah. It's all Libby's fault. Yeah. <laughs> that time you missed the train yeah. and you and, and you didn't bait, you didn't put any money into their little shop or the uh, little catering thing on the train well. at all because you bought your Tesco's meal deal. <laughs> How was that? How is your freebie grain? How was it, by the way? Was it all right? Uh, yeah, it's really nice actually. Um, as I say, just bourbon matured, super kind of easy drinking, vanilla caramel, sweet all vanilla. Things nice. Yeah, yeah, it was really, really steady mm. for a even year better old. for yeah. free. Mm, mm. Exactly. Nice. Can't go wrong. So, Paul, um, what's uh, what's been in your glass? What's been up your ass? What, what, you, what are you having a sip of at the moment? Yeah, well, by entire happenstance and coincidence, I am also drinking Glen Scotia 15. <laughs> so, you two have been colluding. We, no, yeah. now we have absolutely proof. Absolutely not. And, but what funny. I do know is that um, both Libby and I listened to your podcast with Michelle Henry, and uh, <laughs> I know we both thought, goodness, we better, uh, we better start finishing the bottles that we've got in our shelves. So I've, I've been doing that, actually. Love and uh, I'm... I stay in Glasgow, but just now I'm, I'm on uh, the island of Arran. I was at Arran Distillery this morning, or this oh. afternoon, rather. Oh, nice. And before coming here, I finished my bottle of Arran 10 and a bottle of uh, Arran port finish. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And uh, the Arran 10, I, I don't think I've had a dram out it for about maybe a year, at least eight months. Mm. Um, and you know, it was as good as the day I opened it. It had not changed the jot at all. Sometimes uh, that's the case, isn't it? You know, I mean, look, you know, who who are we to challenge uh, Michael? Uh, yeah. but, but sometimes, just occasionally, they actually get wrong as they get towards the end of the pod. <laughs> yeah. You know, well, we all want to say that on the pod. You know, no, well, listen, don't <laughs> listen to this car and he'd be like, oh. 
don't edit this bit out because I don't want anyone to think I'm disagreeing with Michael. <laughs> uh, absolutely, he's, he's the. You know what? If you ran a restaurant, he'd have five Michelin stars. You no, know, he's, he's the top, yeah. top, top guy. But um, I, I, I'm, I'm persuaded by what he says, but I do think there'll be exceptions to the rule. And Aaron is such a good, versatile spirit that it, it, it's probably one of the exceptions. So I've been drinking Aaron 10, Aaron Port, which I had planned bringing here to finish, but I actually finished them at home. Mm. Also, um, the Loch Lomond uh, Royal Liverpool bottling. So oh, yeah, I've nice. not quite finished that yet. I brought that. You can see the bottle there just to finish off. And I brought the Glen Scotia 15 down here as well. So I've been uh, just sipping on that. Recently, you've got your Loch Lomond. I was going to say, uh, did you get the bottle. special glass with it? It was like an extra pound and you got a tumbler. Uh, well, actually, I didn't. But um, <sighs> I was actually at Royal Liverpool uh, oh, nice. for the Open on the Saturday. And Did you, uh, did my, you do a dunker and steal a load of glass with it? No, my mate <laughs> and I go every year to the Open. And um, every year we, we try and get to the Loch Lomond 10. And inevitably, it's like 10 deep at the bar. And you can see Mike on the distance there. But we had no idea where the Loch Lomond tent was this year, and we literally walked past it either at two minutes to 10 or two minutes to 11, whenever it opened, and there was no one there. And who was front and centre at the bar was Michael. So I managed to walk up to Michael with with no cue, and uh, he poured us out a dram of this and also poured us out a dram of the the organic bottle, you know, the, the, the special bottle in for, mm. uh, for the Open. So I've I've got great memories of this whiskey because it's a good spirit, but I've actually got really good memories of it because it's always a bit special when the guy that made it oh, kind of pours it out for you yeah, effectively. Yeah. No, there's a, just a, kind of gives you a better experience and, and, and uh, enhances the night or the, or, or the moment. Uh, and what's up, my, uh, what's up, mate? Absolutely nothing. I've had a great week this week. Oh, so the, the week's, Finished last week. Finished with Aberdeen Whiskey Festival, the the whiskey mash which Libby was at. I had a really good this week. Looking forward to coming to Aaron for a week. I had the Stirling Whiskey Festival on Saturday, which was really really good. First time there. I arrived here in Aaron uh, yesterday, and my daughter was already here. Brought my son over and my and, and my wife, my son's girlfriend. And last night I saw the Northern Lights for the first time in my life. Oh, uh, gorgeous. Uh, on bonfire night. So you've got bonfire oh, and out one, one side of your vision with fireworks going off and out the other side you've got the Northern Lights right above us in Aberdeen's. And I've got the rest of the week off oh. to spend here and uh, next weekend I'm working at Glasgow Whiskey Festival. So I'm going to throw a wee bit of a purple patch. So it I'm going to touch wood and everything else and hope I have a great week here. You're a very positive person. You could yes. have... You could have lent on the fact that the light pollution from the bonfires <laughs> was affecting your quality of seeing the northern lights. Or the other way saying. around. The lights yeah. were taken away, the the away from the bonfire, one of the two. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking about that today. I only saw the northern lights, light blue. If, they, if that bonfire wasn't there, it would be deep purple. Would have, yeah. But, yeah. But <laughs> a, a first is a selfish, first. Oh, selfish bonfire <laughs> people and fireworks. Oh, whilst I was sat on yeah. the train. <laughs> yeah. Way to exactly. rub it in, Paul. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> My, my daughter said to me, "It's the best ever fireworks night she's had." So, um, so that was good. Oh, well, really that, nice the um, the Aaron Ten won Best Value Single Malt again on the Oz was this week as well. I don't know if you saw that. Oh, yeah, yeah I, I would have. It, I didn't vote on it this year. It would have been my vote. I didn't think it was going to win. I had a wee sticky feeling that poor Charlotte was going to was going to win it. Mm. But um, yeah, I can see why it is. And I was on it the story today, as I said, and it's just. It, it's probably the most versatile, in my opinion, it's the most versatile spirit of just about any distillery in Scotland because the 
they do it at no bottling strength, normally at 46. They do it at cast strength. They do PT done PT. They've got finishes in you know, white wine, red wine, rum, Madeira, pour. They've done a champagne cask before, and it just always works. Yeah. It always, always works. So uh, I'm sure most distilleries would say that they could do that, but they don't. Yeah. So yeah. it tells me that Arn's one a really, really good spirit and it's got a versatility that you can do a lot of things with it and still keep the quality really high and the price at a reasonable point as well. Just yeah. to crucify the pronunciation, I love there. Is it Sauternes? Sauternes. Yes. Sauternes. Yeah. Sauternes. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Sauternes. I'm so Welsh. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was like one of my favourite Aaron's. Like, they every bottling they put out just seems to be gold at the moment. And yeah, yeah. just love and it. There's a love, lovely colour to that Sauternes cask, and it's really glossy and shiny. Yeah. And uh, you can get it in the mouthfeel, I think. Then it might be a wee bit of a suggestion that your mind playing tricks on you. But they had tons of it at the distillery today, which is unusual. Uh, they were saying the port cask has, has sold out really quickly this year. So I think they're only doing the finishes once per year. Yeah. Um, and uh, so when it's there, buy it. It's, yeah, uh, nice. it's a really good visit today. Enjoyed it. Oh, happy days. Did, it. Um, uh, how do we do on the uh, the guessing for the Oswas? I think we did all right, didn't we? We guessed our top two. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think so. It was in there, wasn't it? When I, was I can't remember it. what we actually well, rare, well, rare breeding to win everything, basically. I mean, it was just like... That was... Yeah, I mean, it's not a surprise, um, but I can't. I, I'm surprised that Springbank ten won something. People yeah. won the best best single malt or something. Yeah, best yeah. or something. There was a lot yeah. of moaning in the chat on YouTube about Springbank yeah. ten winning it, and I'm like, well, <laughs> yes, yeah. I can see it because it's not available. But and is it the best single malt? Mm. Questionable. But there's a reason it's selling out. The ten. That's you're not making money on the ten. <clears throat> Really at auction, so there's no reason for that to be selling no, out as quickly it is unless it's decent. It's getting drunk, yeah, so getting drunk, you've got yeah. to have a bit of credence for people that are saying it is the best. Yes, it might be a bit of hype, but it's good. It's decent Did Roy drink. and Ralphie manage the whole three and a half, four hours without going to the toilet? I think they might have done. Quite uh, no, Roy went to the, for a loo break once, and I think ah. I put in the chat. Uh, Roy's just disappeared to go for a Jura and no one responded. <laughs> <laughs> Tumbleweed. Yeah, yeah, I was like, ah, oh, come on, that was my best work. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so Mike, what have you got in your glass at the moment then? So I am drinking the, oh, here we go, Lindor's MCDXCIV. Right. Which I think was their say. first release, I think, because obviously they've got a really easy bottling codes and everything. So, yeah, um, I think it's just straight up bourbon cask and, yeah, uh, oh, sorry, bourbon, sherry and wine barrique. So um, from five, it is 46%. It's lovely. Really like everything they're doing as well. They seem to be putting out good drams at a really decent price. So if you haven't checked it out, this worth just um, see if you could pick up a sample from somewhere to see if it floats your bag. And then, um, yeah. Dive in if you're happy with it, because yeah, I really get on with their stuff. So. I went to the distillery a couple of weeks ago, and it was absolutely stunning. Probably the most stunning distillery I've ever been to. Absolutely gorgeous. Really, and it is a lampable bottle. Yes, yes. 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 It, is. it is a beautiful bottle. Although it I is. would argue, Lib, that um, Ardnaho has got some of the best views from the uh, uh, stills looking out as well. That's absolutely well, mega. I've not as been well. there yet, so there you go. To go. Ah, oh, we need to fix that. Yeah. Down, down the line. It's, we, we Fishing will be lines doing. gone out and we got the right bite there. Yep, cheers. Yeah. Nice one, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to be doing the uh, the Lampable Awards very soon, actually. Yes, oh, wow. it's, it's that time of year. It's that time of year. You know, it's it's been a tradition now for zero years because we've only been going for about six months, but we're going to start it this year. So, yeah, I mean, that probably means a bit of home craft work 
We'll Should we do into. like a, a voting thing on the website and then have an award ceremony on YouTube live? I don't do know. It. We'll figure oh. it out. Yeah. I, I can give you an expert in it, actually. Uh, there's a, there's a, a woman I know in Stirling who makes lamps from uh, mostly whiskey, but some gin bottles. And uh, uh, so the, the Glen Scotia 15 bottle I've got here, she would never make a lamp from because it's too tall and slender. Oh, 100%. So the short, stubbier ones that she always goes for, like Lindor's or the new Aaron bottlings. Paul, we need this. Yeah. We need we need this lady to come on and be the <laughs> and give the awards. Yeah, yeah. So, We're so deadly Corrie, serious now. Corrie is her name. She's actually from Arran originally. My family's originally from Arran. Right. Corrie's a small village just north of where I am just now. So she actually messaged me yesterday. You can tell Christmas fairs are coming up. She messaged me yesterday and says, "Paul, do you have any bottles left of of oh, Aaron or great. Lindor's or or?" Um, Harris, I love Harris bottles, right. a really, really good one as well. So um, I've, I've got a IKEA bag full of bottles that I've been meaning to get to her. So um, yeah, she, she's the resident expert in lamp making from whiskey bottles. Mm. We definitely need her details. We'll put something out online. If she's after yeah. empties, I'm sure the whiskey community will yeah. send her stuff. Especially if yeah, it's I could have so many bottles I could have sent her away. I just know. Yeah, I'll give her. I'll give her a shout out. I think it's yeah. our company's Iorsa Designs. I O R S A. I'll have a look while you're speaking, but nice. uh, I've probably uh, mispronounced or. Well, I'll leave the mispronunciation to you guys because yeah. you're an expert at it. But, uh, <laughs> oh, shots fired. Yeah. Unbelievable. She's That's just going to get absolutely like boxes full of Bell's decanters from people now. Yeah. I'll be sending it. All of my teachers is going in that direction. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. No. That's such a good idea, though, with the. Um, making the lamps. It'd be interesting to actually get a bit nerdy to see what her like most popular uh, bottle or lamp request is. I, I could hazard a guess, but it would be an entire guess. So, oh, Right, so, um, Mike, what's been up your arse then this week? Um, nothing has been up my arse, Duncan. I'm a light of positivity. Um, of course not, no. It's being a new father. Uh, today, I had Still. the joy of, I think last week we said about things coming out of front and back. Today, I had mm. front, back, and We were talking about mouth. you then, though, weren't we? That was All actually... at once. <laughs> I literally, bless her, I went to change her today, and she pooed on me, weed on me, and threw up on me in the space of about 30 seconds. I was just like, you've sat on this and waited purposely. But yeah, no. Just reminded uh, you of a remind you of a pub crawling Cardiff card back did. in the day. <laughs> exactly. It's like an old international weekend. Yeah. But no, so um, <laughs> yeah, we are, we're slowly getting into the swimming things. It's been a month already, which is crazy. But um, yeah, she's just sort of letting us have at least sort of five hours sleep now on a regular basis in the night, both of us. So it's making my life easier. And Lara's now got to the point where she just literally kicks me out of bed and goes, change it, your turn. I'm like, oh, zombie, mm. go and like change her. So yeah. yeah, new fatherhood still up my ass, but it's getting better. But how about you? What's in your glass and what's been up your ass? Well, we kind of got sent um, Kubokan 15-year-old 2023 edition, mm. 50%. So I poured that. They say on the website, because obviously it's um, to Martin, isn't it? So they say um, it's fully matured. In, well, it's not Tomatin, it's to Martin, isn't it? Tomatin? No, it's to Martin. Paul? Paul. <laughs> Uh, well, I'm not too sure, Mike. Are you from Wallace or somewhere? Yeah, like that? Wallace. I'm not sure. Wallace. <laughs> uh, Tomatin. Yes. Oh, damn it. Don't worry. You and, and this one, Mike, hasn't been done in a Sortones cast, so you'll be <laughs> fine with that, mate. Oh, uh, Cheers for that, yeah. Lammy. Yeah. If it, if, it, if it walks like a duck and quaches like a duck. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it's a duck. Oh. oh, dear me. So it's matured fully in Oloroso sherry cast for 15 years. They actually describe it as decadent, so I feel like they've been stalking me and stealing oh. my words. Yeah, so I can't say that now. Is uh, it decadent because it has had a silver lid, like a perfume bottle? I think decadence. the thing is, is, I think it's touching 100 quid. It's about 90-ish pounds. It is very rich. Um, they say sun-dried fruits and smoky exotic spices. I say that's not that's not too far off. There's actually quite a strong toffee note going through it as well. You definitely get the smoke. There is slightly a kind of rubbery struck matches type note in it too, nice. which is very prevalent. Now, if you like that kind of thing, you're going to be rubbing your legs. If you don't, you're going to say that you're not a big fan. So... It depends, doesn't it? I like and, that. And um, yeah, it's, it's very, very rich. I mean, I think you can, you should leave it to sit for quite a while. It's uh, well, you know, when people say that whiskey's a bit thin, this is not thin at fifty percent. It's do you know what? In the current really climate thick. for a distillery release, fifteen years old, fifty percent ABV. That's reasonably decent pricing for me. Is I think. it? Is it wormed? Are we going more nerdy now? Is it wormed tubs at to Martin, or is it not? Oh, I didn't think so. But I don't uh, think so. It's very every thick. day's a school day. It'd be good to know. I don't think it is. No, I'm going to stick my reputation and say no based on your all responses. <laughs> Anyways, it's decent. Um, you know, you know, there's a a marked difference in the thickness of it yeah, no, compared not. to some of the other 15 year olds on the market. So it's certainly different, but it is a bit about 20 20 pounds ish more. Yeah. I had a guy pricey. at a whiskey festival last year, um, Duncan. Uh, I think it was a two or three day festival, and he came up and he said, "Do you have any whiskies from distilleries that use worm tubs?" Mm. And, and I thought to myself, well, that's a question I've never been asked. And I had a quick look down, and I'm sure there was yeah. a Craig Ellicke yeah. there, well, or um, which uh, I think does worm tugs. And I said, yeah, funnily enough, I do, and I've, I've got that. And he yeah. says, yeah, I'm, I'm the festival today, all I'm doing is drinking whiskies from distilleries that oh. use worm tubs. Cool. And he kind of went away, and I thought, my, to my shame, my immediate reaction was, well, that's a bit strange. But after it, you know, after that, I go back to my hotel at night and I thought, do you know, that's not strange at all. It's just like someone saying, only want to drink whiskey from wine cast today or sherry cast or peated whiskey or unpeated whiskey. Yeah. He was just far more laser focused. Yeah. Uh, and I thought, do you know, I would really like to do that because I think you would pick up a particular mouthfeel and DNA from all the, the, the distilleries if that's all you drank. So uh, if the guy's listening uh, uh, to this at some point further on, I'd off my cap to him. That's a yeah. really, really good way to spend a day at a whiskey festival. And hopefully you had more than the one part. dram. <laughs> uh, I think I think we might have had two. I think we might have had a... I think Ben Rennes might be worm tub. Well, isn't isn't that... Uh, Odenho, isn't that? Isn't that worm tub? Yeah. So they've got um, uh, 77 metres of worm tubs. Um, 77 so metres. And, and also the longest line arm of any style in Scotland. So they can... <laughs> Um, the copper contact, uh, um, it, was, it was actually great seeing the distillery been built and engineered yeah. because yeah. it was the first time in my whiskey drinking life you actually see how an architect and an engineer and professionals come together and at the, the point before you've even built the distillery, their influence and what the whiskey's going to taste like when it comes out uh, mm. the very first day. Um, and, and you can read about that, but see actually to see it happening over a period of years, it's um, no, a, a memory over a number of years that I will, I will take with me for a long time. It's, you then realise just how much um, you've got to take your hat off to the, kind of the engineers and the architects and the, the real technical people, mm. even before the distillery manager gets, gets his or her feet in the ground. Yeah. I suppose people had a lot of catching up when um, Jim Swan left us. There was a bit yeah. of a gap there for new distilleries and stuff because he was the, obviously the expert and advised so many people. So, yeah, uh, it's yeah. not a good Probably thing. I think a lot a of his advice was about casks. You know, and 
well, a lot, a lot of the, the information I took from him, you know, while he was alive and, and, mm. and since his passing was mostly about casks. I actually see it about pipe work and bends and materials that you use and yeah. then see how that translates into the flavours. Fascinating. Absolutely yeah. fascinating. Mm. Yeah. I'd love to have been put like just to have seen the conversations of like Pendarium when they set up. They got like a weird Faraday yeah. cask um, uh, still, and yeah. yeah, it's just bonkers. Some of the stuff that people are doing, but yeah, well, um, love it. Yeah. Spirit of Yorkshire, um, they have um, uh, a column, a rectifying column, and they had the help from Jim Swan. So they've got the two pot stills, and then it's not a column still because it doesn't have its own heat source. Heat source. It's a four plate copper rectifying column i think that's what it's called and basically it's connected to the spirit still and like rather than like a triple distillation it's like an ongoing distillation and part of that was jim swan's kind of influence as well as well as the the directors um but yeah um so not only on the cast side they took his um advice but on the still side as well yeah Nice. Mm. That, that sounds a bit like Loch Lomond as well, I think. Yeah, it? I think so. The continuous, so yeah. Yeah. So, um, uh, well, we're going to go into do putting on the drams, but I'll just share what's been um, bugging me this week. Um, it's a good and the bad from uh, our favourite um, biblically sized retailer, Master of Malt. Um, the bad, I'm always one to start on the bad side, is Whiskey Santa's died. So, obviously, at least three or four people have had their um, days made for them, but everybody else is seeing uh, Whiskey Santa continuously in their feeds. Uh, there is a way to sort of hide it, but then I guess you don't get to see what people win. So that's the downside of it. And in the community, you kind of want to see who gets what. So Mm. you kind of have to leave the hashtag on. Um, It's amazing how many giveaways they do. So I think hats off to Master of Malt and what they do is incredible. And on the good from Master of Malt this uh, week, I today just ordered three bottles of Scallywag with a £10 voucher. I cannot believe this. Scallywag, you know, it's a 46% Mm. non-chill filtered, um no you know no added coloring you know uh for, so um you know blended malt using like and who knows what percentage it is but i think it's like mccallan and what else they put in there glen rothers and oh, there's a there's a there's a there's a there's two or three some people suggest it's got inch gow or daliwan in it anyway it's bayside <clears throat> mostly you know sherry and uh bourbon cask now i've had it before it's pretty good obviously it can't be that old because it's not an age statement but <clears throat> it's a really good solid just you know, if you if you're not looking for anything complicated, like really good standard for that level. Now, when it's about forty pounds, I would say it's reasonably priced. People love a dog on the bottle too. Yeah, I got them for about twenty two pounds each. What? Because the deal was buy three, buy three, get one of those three. Yeah. Then there was a ten pound voucher. Then there was free postage. I think it came to like sixty six quid ish for like three bottles of. That's crazy, right? That is crazy. It's literally like giving it away. I mean, so thanks. And then, then because it's Christmas and they're doing their sample thing, I got a free sample of um, James Eady's X. You know, oh, uh, nice. yeah, and yeah. that's got co- Mike. That's got coconut in it. Good, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> you know, Mike says every whiskey has coconut in it. That's a whiskey yes. where you actually go, oh, coconut. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you would do for that one. I don't know what you would say. I would imagine if we tried that one and you didn't say coconut. I think you were winding me up. <laughs> maybe i'll try it and not find he's having a stroke he's smelling burnt toast yeah <laughs> uh, anyway so let's move on to putting island drams in so um um let's start libby you, yourself first then so you remember what we do for putting island drams um you are going to a desert island 
you get 30 days there because obviously, you know, we're not going into survival mode mm -hmm. and then you're going to get picked up by somebody. So in those 30 days where you get to hang out on the island and reflect and enjoy the tropical climate, these days you'd probably just be hiding under a tree because it'd probably be about 60 degrees. <laughs> if it's like 40 here in the summer, it's probably 60 degrees on an island. You're probably just cooking. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So but you get one pudding, one album to listen to, uh, one whiskey to drink, and then someone to pick you up to take us away. Okay, um, so pudding is most important. Yeah. Um, a sticky toffee pudding, probably Classic. with custard. And definitely yep. more Given. of a custard over ice cream kind of yeah. gal. Um, dram. Oh, she's torn. She's oh, torn. <laughs> to go with that sticky toffee pudding it's, with custard. Well, see, the proper like it would just be i'm just kind of picking my favorite dram but then i don't really know what i'd like you don't have to, to go budget it's not your own money it's been funded <laughs> it's by somebody you're a research um, experiment for a giant corporation you can have what you want <laughs> but like if i'm drinking it for like 30 days straight i want something like fairly you have to drink it every day just so yeah. you know it's not it's not, like a gun, it's not a gun to the head situation yes, you, you can have a week off it is, yeah. it is. Don't. yeah um <laughs> Probably... At the end, when you get picked up, you're like, I'm fed up of drinking this whiskey. <laughs> no. you, you, don't, you have to drink all of it. Well, I have, though. It's all gone. My, <laughs> my heart is in Kalila. I absolutely love Kalila, but I feel like Kalila every day for 30 days would be a lot. But I'd probably pick, um, I think it's um, Port Askeg 100% proof or 100% oh, yeah. proof. Yes. Good That's choice. That's a Kalila drum that I absolutely love. Have that in the evenings when it gets cold. Yeah, good idea. As the sun's drawn in. Yeah. Yeah, with your sticky um, toffee pudding and custard. Great idea. Um, yeah. Album, really showing my age here. But yeah. I had it as my um, alarm clock for like years as I went through school. <laughs> uh, present for everyone, Busted. <laughs> Love it. Yes. Oh, yeah, you went to watch Busted recently, didn't you? I did, Excellent. yeah. So I basically yeah. grew up on Busted. Um, and yeah, uh, literally through my entire like secondary school, that was my alarm clock. Was that? Well, album. that's what you went to school for. <laughs> so yeah. that's, what hey. I that's what I went to school so for. Yeah. I could literally Classic. do that album from like you know word for word from start to finish. I bet you. Well, there's only about twenty words on the album, so <laughs> it's, it's not. <laughs> it's not War and Peace. <laughs> Um, Maybe he's there brushing her shoulder off. I know all of the lyrics. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a but good, yeah. it's catchy, good band, catchy hey, band. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, you'll be rocking gold, out. Absolute gold. Little um, air, little air guitar. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um, and then to pick me up. Um, I'm sure, it's Charlie from Busted. Nah. <laughs> nah. Well, see, the thing is, like, Busted aren't really my favorite band. So it'd probably right. be lead singer from my favourite band or Spider-Man. Spider-Man. What happens if it's the lead singer from your favourite band dressed as Spider-Man? Oh, dreams come true. <laughs> well, no. Well, Lippy just went visual there. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know, so Busted, Busted have just done uh, like their 20th anniversary um, album. Like they've re-recorded all the songs with different bands and my favourite band and Busted have done one. So Yumi at Six and Busted have done Air Hostess and honestly right. that is like my two worlds colliding. And then see yeah. if Yumi at Six, the head singer, lead singer, Josh was dressed as Spider-Man. I'd be like, 
Done. Head head singer of is it Yumi Yumi six or Yumi, Yumi at six? At six yeah. Yumi at six. That's yeah. just we don't. I don't know that. Yeah, I know. I'm sure they're. I'm going to check them out after this. Go right? for it. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds uh, like this, someone offering out someone out for a fight. <laughs> Yumi. Yumi at six. At six yeah. Yeah. They're kind of like um, alternative pop slash rock slash skater stuff. Love it. Okay. Cool. Check them out. So. Um, so is, are you saying then the lead singer of Yumi at six is going to be dressed as Spider-Man picking you up? Is that what you're going with? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, as I say, really people, show my age here, but yeah, absolutely. A lot of people usually just go safe and say my other half or whatever, or my mum or something <laughs> like that. Nice. Spider-Man. Okay, cool. <laughs> so let's do it. So recap. So Sticky Toffee Pudding, which by the way, has got the most votes of everything. With custard. I, this is, this with isn't, custard. this is not any kind of science, but if we were to say it was towards science. Yeah. The evidence would show that sticky toffee pudding is the people's favourite pudding yeah. or dessert by far. Absolutely. Sticky toffee pudding with custard, then Port Askeg, 100. 100. Yeah. yeah. And you then. Present for everyone. <laughs> no, yeah. And, but the album was busted. Yeah. Present for yeah. everyone, it's called. Present for everyone. Yeah. yeah. Preferably played through an alarm clock. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. When you wake you wake up at six and then go, oh my god, I've got to drink this whiskey again. I just can't face it in the morning. Libby, no one's watching you. You don't have to drink all day. <laughs> no, I've got to. I have to. It's five someone's a day. Left me, someone's left me fifty bottles. I've got to get through it. I've only got That's 30. your five a day on Pudding Island. Yeah. That's the yeah. law. All right. Thanks for that. It was interesting. Uh, Paul, what about yourself um, for um, Pudding Island drams? Where would you start? So we're doing whiskey first, yeah? You do it in any order you want to, yeah? Well, we'll do whiskey first. I'm always fascinated with the idea of a Desert Island disc or Desert Island drums because every time you listen to it on Radio 4, everybody's thinking it's a tropical island that you're on. And you mentioned that earlier, Duncan. There'll be deserted islands south of the Falkland Islands that are frozen cold. <laughs> yeah, you know, no, it doesn't have this to be... idea that you're, you're in a hammock. And, could be a survival uh, situation, couldn't it? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So on that basis, and not knowing whether I'm going to be in a tropical island or a, a kind of Arctic or Antarctic island, uh, I'm picking a dram that suits both hot weather and winter weather, and it's Lafroy Quarter Cask. Ooh, uh, nice. I love Lafroy Quarter Cask and dark nights at your favourite armchair and the fire's on and you're having a great time. But also when I go abroad um, and do a kind of beach holiday, this will sound very sexist, and uh, I'm married 30 years, so I can say about this about my wife, but and, and many other couples will recognise this, that when we're getting ready for a night out, I get ready in about 10 or 15 yeah. minutes, <laughs> and my wife takes slightly longer. And during that extra period of time, I sit out in the balcony reading my book, and yeah. I almost always have a bottle of a quarter yeah. cask, and it works great in a really, really hot temperature. Yes. Not everybody would agree with that, not to think peated whiskies is for the winter and not for the summer, but... For me, it's got that versatility for the different seasons. Where your, so, your missus looks at you when, when she's got ready, she looks at you and she goes, um, oh, sorry, if I, if I, um, if you've been waiting long and you say, <laughs> you say, I don't know, the bowl was full when, yeah. when I started yeah. it and now yeah. I can't stand. So yeah. yeah. No, you're actually it's like, it's a choice. sleep on the balcony because you've had about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. a, it's a really, Paul, that, that uh, quarter cask is a, um, I think it is quite a, a sort of fan favourite, people that mm. are into the Freud, obviously. But also, it's very intense. Like, it's very intense. It's yeah. everything dialed up to, like, 11 
from yeah. that distillery, isn't it? So. And, and that's how I think in the extreme weather conditions, you know, something really, really hot mm. or something where you're really cold, yeah. it works. You know, that intensity probably complements it either way. But I, I mean, I've just got great memories of it. And that's yeah. the other reason I pick it as well, that if you're going to come off this desert island after 30 days, mm. well, the 30 days you're on it, you're wanting to drink a whiskey that you've got experiences and connections with prior memories. to it. So it can take you back to memories of people you've been with or places you've, you've been yep. and a combination of both. And likewise, um, hopefully you can come off the island and still want to drink the Fog Quarter Cask and have <laughs> yeah. a decent memory of the 30 days that you've spent as well. Fingers crossed, yeah. When you were um, just trying to evade like um, Siberian tigers and dealing with like sleet the size of uh, golf balls, yeah. You might yeah. have to give yourself like a week's break and then like ease back into it. One of the carts just releases the cast strength quarter cask one yeah. and then, yeah. yeah, settle back into it. Yeah, So yeah, um, what about, um, do you want to do Pudding or Album next? Uh, we'll do Album. Uh, so I think my previous podcast, I think it was yourself, Duncan, mentioned about how you're influenced by music when you're in your kind of mid-teens. So I'm definitely like that. I still listen to music from around about that time. I was a big Simple Minds fan when I was growing yeah. up. Uh partly because I loved the music and it was just good at its time and they were a Glasgow band and I have Kenny you know, was born in Glasgow and still lived there um, Stylish bunch as well uh, Yeah I remember seeing them in I think 1982 or 83 uh, and um, when their first album was out so yeah I've got great memories of them however their arch, rival, arch rivals were you too you know, they were the two kind of bands at the time of, of a kind of similar genre that, you know, if you were reading smash hits or NME at the time or competing against each other, they probably were the best of friends. But the album I would pick is Joshua Tree. Oh, um, right, classic. It's uh, an absolute classic. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. how I was going to describe it. And uh, every single song on it has just got a memory to it. And, and actually, the, the episode of Desert Island Discs that was on this weekend, they're on, uh, on Sunday. Um, one of the songs on it is uh, Still Haven't Found What I'm Looking For, which is, if I was asked to pick eight tracks it would probably be one of my eight as well. So, um, yeah, just a classic album. And you can just play it start to finish, shuffle, repeat, whatever way you want to do it, upside down, diagonally, any way yeah. you want. I wouldn't do what, what Mike does and just plays 20 seconds of every song <laughs> and move on. You can play... He gets a lot of stick, every, Mike, and he deserves every track it. It's, from the, start to finish. it's the best way to listen to music. Because you're like, oh, that's so good. Right, you've got the absolute yeah, most yeah. you're going to get out of it. Next, let's get yeah. keep the endorphins. I'm guessing you might have a short attention span. Mate. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got, so I got a tattoo of ADH. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's good. Um, what, um, so what about um, pudding then? What pudding will you be, um, you know, consoling yourself um, with in this uh, survival situation that you've uh, created? So there, there's a couple of puddings that if they're ever on a menu, I always have them. Um, right. And the one that's the most prominent is probably uh, apple pie. So apple pie, preferably hot and ideally with ice cream. So if I see that on a menu, it's hard for me to say no to. Yeah. And uh, and apple pie's got a kind of whiskey reference to me, and I know that you were rather unfairly taking a Mickey the Mickey out of the guy I did my very first whiskey tasting with as a as a kind of punter, um, Richard Patterson. Uh, <laughs> Are you really happy listening in, back? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember okay. being with uh, winning a, an auction prize actually to get a tasting with Richard in his um, tasting room yeah. in Glasgow, and and he said to me, Paul, he says, see all these flavours that you get from whiskey. He said. Some people will say this is fruity and they'll be correct, and other people will say, "Oh, it's it's apples I'm getting." 
and they'll be correct and other people will say it's green apples, Paul. But somebody with a really, really good palate will say um, that's just like the apple pie my gran used to make yeah. when I was a wee boy or a wee girl. And it was just a, kind of res- a really important moment for me yeah. that actually we can all be in this journey about learning about whiskey and whether you've got the right taste buds or smell sensations or the right vocabulary to describe it, you mm. can still get a lot out of whiskey so I'm a big fan of Richard in fact I got my hair cut last week by Richard Patterson said, no no but the, 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 girl, the oh woman my that days, cut my that hair been amazing. the woman that cut my hair says what do you do for a living I says oh, I do some work in the whiskey industry she said do you know Richard Patterson he comes in here for his haircut all the time no way. he stays about 40 miles away he stays no about 40 miles away if Richard Paul, Patterson was cutting your hair he'd just go in straight away with just the clippers go right cut it all off first and then we'll start again <laughs> 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 throw it away so, so uh, Richard Richard's been a big part of my whiskey journey going yeah. back to uh, probably over 20 years. It's on to get you. That's possible now. If you just happen to be in there at the right time, yeah. I'm sure we, they could make it happen, right? Yeah, he's, um, oh, he's yeah. a real, he's a real, um, you know, uh, he's a real showman and um, yeah. um, he's, he's done a lot for uh, helping to yeah. sort of get people into tasting whiskey. So yeah. we understand all that, yeah. but we're just a bit tongue in cheek yeah. with things, you know. So, oh no, listen, I get that. And, and listen, if you've not seen it, uh, I was trying to find the link to it to send it to you actually, but there's a yeah. National Geographic programme with him on it where he goes to New Zealand to get the the um, McKinley's bottles that, that come from the Shackleton expedition. And it's from that that yeah. he tries to recreate the whiskey that was in Shackles expedition. Oh, right, okay. Or whatever. If you, if you, if you, I'll try and find the link. I didn't have a, a National Geographic subscription, which I think you need, but if you can watch it, it's a great documentary about whiskey making going back over 100 years ago to how he recreated it. Um, oh, can amazing. He probably about 20 or 7, 28, something like that. I thought for a second you said, when you said he went to New Zealand, I honestly thought you were going to say he was he did some sort of Insta-Lamb event because yeah. uh, <laughs> there's a lot of lambs in New Zealand. There is, yeah. Some good scenery, right? He launched Insta-Lamb in New Zealand. Yeah. yeah. Dan on lambs. <laughs> As, as you say, he's an absolute showman, and there's, there's a bit in this documentary where he's sitting. Uh, I don't know if it's in London or like, or maybe Dubai, but it's, 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 it's an airport where he's, he's getting his flight out to, to New Zealand, and they, you get the bing bong call, but it's whatever flight it is to, to Auckland or wherever he was going. And he stands up with the owner of White and McKay at the time, and he says, Right, let's go and make history. And only Richard could get away with that. No, he's, he's, he's absolutely. I thought. Fantastic. I honestly thought for a second you were going to say that he was he was flying the plane yeah. and he was doing the announcement <laughs> as as he's coming in. Everybody yeah. pour everybody pour their Johnny Walker red label into their uh, plastic. Yeah. Right, I'll throw it away. Yeah. <laughs> now pour and, the next yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get them all another one. And don't pour another and, one. And, <laughs> and, and in fact, my my memory's playing tricks on me because there was no bing bong because the. The, the guy he was going with had his own private jet. Um, oh, God, he was nice. the guy that owned the, the Formula One team, the India team. Remember? Oh, oh yeah, the guy that owned the um, he owned the uh, the beer company in India. Yes. that's him. That's him. So oh. I think he was flying out because there's a picture of them flying back, having got the bottles, you no, know, in a kind of um, in a kind of cool box, and uh, the cigars come out in the plane and all the rest of it. Oh, but it's it's God. a fascinating story. Um, you know, whether you end up liking the the Shackleton whiskey or anything else doesn't matter a jot. Yeah. Actually, the story is is, is incredible. VJ Malia, yeah, that's the fella. Yeah, that's the fella. Right, so we've got um, uh, a bigger question to ask you two. Um, don't worry if you uh, if you don't know, but we just you know thought we'd be more philosophical. Um, so we'll start with you, Paul, and then we'll go to Libby. Yeah. 
Paul, if you could change one thing about the world of whiskey, what would it be? Um, can I can I say two things? Yeah. 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 So one would be a regulation about peat levels. Right. So there was a consistency about how to measure peat, you know, and at what point you measure it. Probably in, so you could do afterwards. A, then on the in, in, when it's bold would be easier. Exactly. Yeah. I'm virtually yeah, that would be the one I would pick. Giving you a clink there. Brilliant. Yeah. Is it? There's <laughs> just, a flange. Cheers, flange. Yeah, just so yeah. that there's a, a, a an ability for the the customer to compare apples with apples. Yeah. And yeah. the second one would be um, this might be a bit contentious, but you know how you get refill casks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you get second fill and third fill and fourth fill yeah. and then it gets too much um, after sort of fourth fill really yeah well you could have a second fill cask that is 20 years old yeah. and you could have a fourth fill cask that's 10 years old mm. and we don't know yeah so i actually think a wee bit more a bit more disclosure around provenance yeah. Yeah, the, disclosure, the years the years that cask has been used for really yeah yeah, yeah. like so this cask has been in helpful. use for 45 yeah. years right yeah and that might be a bit niche but um i like I that it's a really the good more suggestion information you can give to the customer the better that actually that actually makes a lot more sense the or the just the origin of when the cask was and then if the cask has been filled with something like you know um you know like sherry or, or another um wine of some kind then yeah how long it was filled for and then it's back into use yeah. it wouldn't be that difficult it might be difficult for them to, to follow through into marketing but it wouldn't be that I difficult think for them to market on the cask would it really if you think of it Stickers. Going forward now, easy because everything's digital. They just they've all got QR codes and stuff mm. as they work their way through distilleries. But can you imagine some of the like processes that went on in the like sixties, seventies? Oh, well, that's stuff? the problem, isn't it? <laughs> Tracking yeah. a cask, no chance. Yeah, where'd that come from? Back of a lorry. Yeah, you. <laughs> yeah, the first fill nicked. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, it would be such a good thing going forward though i think that would easily be achievable for any of the sort of newer distilleries or anyone any all distilleries now making new stuff i don't think they're all set up to do that though are they really i mean so but we'll see that's a really good suggestion it would be better to know the number of years that cask has been in use perhaps than paul's um, law i like it yeah law, yeah <laughs> law of paul so uh libby is there anything that you would change in the world of whiskey well paul's answers sound like he's been thinking about them for ages and ages and ages and my god yeah. um i don't know how i'm gonna... almost as old as my thought <laughs> <laughs> don't know how i'm gonna um you know live up to that but um i mean i'd maybe like try and remove like the whole stigma around you know young whiskey being not as good as older whiskey I kind of, that's one of the things that kind of really yeah. like missed me off at festivals and people just come up to the stand and be like, ah, just come back to me when it's 10 years old, love. And I'm like, oh, is that what they say? Right, oh, okay. That is pretty outrageous. Um, <laughs> do they um, say, do, do people come up and say, um, uh, what's the oldest thing you've got? Or yeah, whatever? absolutely. Yeah. Right, and like, okay, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah, I just think that it'd, it'd be great to do a complete blind festival. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you've got no idea <laughs> what there's going to be poured at this festival. We all just pour it blind and it gets rated yeah. from and, 1 and there's to no 10. And no brands are advertised. No and, brands are uh, advertised. All bl- <laughs> it's all blind. <laughs> and let's just see what just comes there. out of the top. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just that would that wouldn't work because you you might go into a whiskey <laughs> festival and get like a Danish seventy percent whiskey straight away. And yeah. Went, <laughs> well, and Libby, how am I going to find the Tamdu eighteen? Well, just, and then I've got I've got a bag camp. and I've got five different facial disguises in that bag, so I can go to the stand five times. How am I going to find it? They'd all be they'd all be numbered like something to something, and only one person right. would know, or like a, a group of people, like the organizers would know what number yeah. each dram is. Yeah, I, I'll do it uh, one day. Maybe maybe if they did that, and then they unveiled it halfway round. Imagine mm-hmm. they they do it's blind for the first two hours, and then all of the boards Revealed. like all the advertising, you know, sheets get pulled off. People are like, oh my gosh, <laughs> wow. that was. That was Glasgow Whiskey Distillery, and I thought he was yeah. 35 years old, and you're like, ah. He would never idea. say that because he wouldn't be over-oaked with it, but, you know. Um, right. You know, I'll, I'll, you know I don't like to talk bad of customers because customers are always right. Yeah. However, there was, there was this one guy that is honestly the worst I've ever had. So I wouldn't say worst. He was just special. He was a special customer. Um, mm. We were in Aberdeen uh, Festival. I mean, I'd never been to Aberdeen before this year, and I've been like 700 times now this year. Uh, but yeah, and the guy came up, um, his dad had come up and said, oh, I need to go find my son because this is great. My, my son's really into his whiskeys, blah, blah, blah. So he brought his son over. And bearing in mind, like I had Glaswegian whiskey on my stand that was like four years old. I think it was our red wine and ruby port finish that I poured him. So this was a marriage of our peaty and triple whiskey. Really nice, quite soft, but quite peaty, quite spicy as well. Um, and... He got his nose on it, and from his nose, from the nose alone, he said, oh, I'm getting multiple strains of yeast. <laughs> and that's, that's, that's what, amazing. I, I didn't need to, I don't need to go any further, I think that just kind of sums it up. <laughs> and then he was saying, oh, it's a blend, and it's 60% older stuff, and, you know, so much percent younger stuff, and blah, 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 and I was like, no, no, this is... Glasgow whiskey. It's about four years yeah. old. About four years old. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Well, I mean, what did um? How did they take that news? Well, <laughs> um, he was telling me what he was drinking, so I couldn't, I couldn't really tell him. Oh, no, he wasn't yeah. listening. Oh, okay. I was going to say oh, there well. must be a big variation in etiquette at the stands because good, always, always, always bad. Good, always. Yeah, always I always go in and it's like you know that you've got a lineup you want to go through like this is the order you should do them in i'll taste everything like as they say and just be polite and everything well really i want the undercounter stuff and like some of the older things but you just go through and are there people that storm up and just be like i want the older stuff i want what's under the counter just so rude. i drink mccallan <laughs> yeah right <laughs> right yeah, you're uh, like, let me just okay. see what i can pour you <laughs> You, hang on, you've got Libby. You've got to have right. Okay, let's have. We'll have a mini workshop on sarcasm, and you will say, "Well, you're in luck because everything I've got here today is older than what you're getting in that McCallum." Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, "How old is it?" You're like, five years." <laughs> but then get away with three and put it in a fancy box. <laughs> <laughs> the younger it is, the more we charge. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. To be fair, as. Uh, Paul will agree. Good always outweighs bad. You do get some people that just think, you know, they're whiskey gods. We actually had someone call themselves a whiskey god um, at the Edinburgh Whiskey Festival. Uh, we were a couple. How did that uh, transpire? Were they on stage or something? Or <laughs> did they have wings? What? <laughs> no, no. He just gave me his business card and said he was a whiskey god. Right. Okay. Name and shame. 
No, get, don't do that. Post, <laughs> well, honestly, he was that much of a whiskey god. I cannot remember. Him. Yeah. Amazing. Well, there's uh, some characters, aren't there? Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I've just been deliberating whether to have a T-shirt with Honest to a Malt on it at uh, yeah. Kendall. Um, either, it. Like, that that was even a step too far for me. But um, Mike's persuaded me that I probably should. I was telling him to get your like yellow speedos with it on the ass, just the logo. But yeah, he's not quite there yet. I actually think I'll get if I was going to get a T-shirt, it would have you know, honest on one side, on the other side. Have you seen two puds and a picture of Mike's face? (laughs) (laughs) Probably, yeah, missing. Yeah. To be fair, like being uh, uh, at festivals and stuff, and people coming up like from Twitter saying, "Oh, I'm so and so." Um, like they'll say their name and I'm like oh, not quite sure and then they'll say their Twitter handle and I'm like ah oh, yeah I know you are yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a strange old that's world, really really nice to be fair really nice um, we had a I had a group of guys come up to me at London Whiskey Show um, and was like oh uh, you know we, we follow you on Twitter you've you've liked my tweets <laughs> Yeah. And they were like, In Libby we trust. And it was a thing <laughs> and I was like, Yes You're like you're like, Don't tell them that you were probably drunk at the time. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice. It's good it's yeah, a good it's online really community. Nice, yeah. Twitter, even Instagram's all right in the whiskey community, it's not too vacuous. You know. But yeah, so But it's just funny that Oh yeah, Grandpa. No, sorry, Libby, it's just funny that you, you mentioned that about like any people being a bit snooty about younger whiskies. I I can often see it from the other side having been going to whiskey festivals for a long number of years that the customer side of the counter where you, you go now there's so many young whiskies that are so highly regarded so i mean Ardna Merkin's a really good example mm. i think Ardna Merkin's eight years old this year or something but it's had a real strong following for the last looking at three four five years uh Lockley doing really well king's barns yeah yourselves at glasgow isle of harris you know just released their, their, yeah. their first one so eight year old something i keep thinking about is you know, if, if Arnold will do release a five-year-old next year, I remember the kind of concrete getting laid for the foundations. And at that time, there was no three, four or five-year-old whiskies, certainly none with an age statement on them. Yeah. Um, and we are now going to try and land in a market that is markedly different from what it was as recently as eight, nine, ten years ago. So um, the, the one thing I definitely believe is you don't need to be making whiskey for 200 years to know how to do it. No. no I mean, mm. you just have to look in the island of Isla itself and Oklahoma, I think, are now... What, 17, 18 years old. I'm in Arden just now. Arden's 26 this year, 27. So you don't need to be, I've been making whiskey from the late 1700s to the early 1800s. That's so true, actually. Yeah. I mean, people think, oh, you must have this, you know, 100, 200 years of sort yeah. of, and it's not the case. You know, some distilleries are very dear in people's hearts. They've only been there, as you said, for close to 30 yeah. years, right? So, yeah, yeah it's a good point. And actually, some have been completely remade, as you pointed out earlier, Paul, you know, completely changed the style of, um, spirit production cast mm. management everything so yeah. they're just kind of reborn it's like under new management isn't it you know? yeah. like they're not making the they're not making <laughs> the liquid in the same way that they were before yeah yeah and, and i mean i remember the first when bowmore was bought over by Suntory. you know there was a real xenophobic view to be to be kind about it you know going back then mm. that oh these foreigners are coming in and they're going to either you know asset strip the company or the quality of the whiskey's going to go down mm. and if you look at most distillers across scotland uh, you no, know, a classic example. You no, know, bought over by South Africans. You no, know, yeah. and they're making better whiskey now than they did 10, 15 years ago. Vladnock yeah. is an and the, t- the twelve is still great value as well. Just to be clear, exactly. Um, yeah, yeah, the yeah there's, there's probably a sort of argument say like, we'll come in, we'll look after the business. You focus on the whiskey. Absolutely, yeah, I yeah. think that's yeah. part of it. And just <laughs> yeah. kind of and open up, and I think they focus also on global distribution as well, knowing like the client growing markets and 
getting yeah. it into you know India, China, yeah. and all the other markets yeah. where there's obviously so much money to be made. Just before I forget on Glasgow and talking about young whiskey, if people out there are kind of counting the pennies, but would really like to try a Glasgow whiskey uh, bottle, um, other than obviously going directly to the distillery, but want to try something cast strength, I think the whiskey barrels still have some of that 42 pounds single oh, cask nice. and its first fill sherry um i think it can only be like four years old but it's a really good example of obviously the quality of the spirit right um and it's got loads heavy with coffee and licorice and other sherry notes it's about 60 percent, and for 42 pounds that's a great way to try two quid yeah it's a great way to try glasgow uh, distillery spirit um in a uh, first fill cask and just see how much that spirit shines through and stands up to the cask i i would recommend that if you haven't tried that i've had a bottle of it i toyed with getting another one but ultimately there's a you know only one life and so many bottles to drink but it exactly. but um but tremendous value yeah 42 quid on the whiskey barrel yeah absolutely and if we're talking about young whiskies how's your lindors going mate because i think Lovely. it's a four-year-old that one yeah absolutely i think as i said earlier Everything they've kind of done is seemingly sort of they've got the the touch of God, as it were. They are again just is that the whiskey god that Libby made. Yes, that's it. He's maybe he's, yeah. Lindor's monks. It's monks in in Lindor's, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's on yeah. the old sites, but yeah, they um again, like you said, if they they don't have to be that old. If you're following things correctly and you're doing it with all the right intentions, I think, and you're being open with what you're doing. You ca- I can't see how you can fail, <laughs> ultimately, because it's always going to be appreciated by everyone, um, consumers and other people in the whiskey trade. Um, yeah. And I think Lindor's in Glasgow, no, it's, they, they don't seem to me to be companies that are wanting to be a flash in the pan or they want to be in for the, the medium long term. No, it's not a let's make as money as quickly yeah. as possible and put out rubbish whiskey. That's and it. There's uh, been and, no and huge like stupid marketing campaigns yeah. to try and like make it a cocktail whiskey over anything else. They've just gone, we're here. <laughs> this is it. Let's There's do. nothing wrong with a cocktail. Yeah, no, no, you know, tell David Beckham. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's only drinkable if you mix it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. people that just quietly go about their business, um, same as people. If someone's just quietly going about their business, that's the person you want. I to never, watch. I don't, I don't know if I said this before, but when I went to visit a mate in Mexico, and they only have, we just got over there, and we were going on this road trip, and the first night we were there before we went on the road trip, you know, we we're having a drink with him and his friend, and I said, you know, we've had too much, we've had a couple of lagers. I said, have you got any whiskey? You know, really hopeful, you know. And then this hate comes out, hate club comes out put to the table and we were we were catching up for the first time in a long time it was so bad i couldn't drink it mm. um so i don't know which one it was because one of them is worse than the other i can't remember truth be told it was so bad i couldn't even drink it with coke i couldn't even drink it with wow. coke it was literally right. disgusting um yeah. I, I, and that's why when we were doing blind drabs and we kept saying that people picked one of the bottles as like their favorite of that tasting i wasn't on that tasting i to this day can't understand it because hey, i wasn't on. i wasn't biased against it then my bias was generated from that experience, yeah. right? Of just but again, that's, that's another downfall of blind drams in a way because you're, you can't predict what they're going to taste like. You can't really work out an mm. order. So the fourth dram, people are already quite merry as well. So yeah. <laughs> your last two generally will score better because people are half cut. Um, and yeah, do you know, it's, it's an approachable, easygoing whiskey, the Hay Club. And so right. I can see why... God, it imagine would have done been, well. Imagine if Dram 5 had been cutty site prohibition. People would have gone bananas. 
Yes. Yeah, yeah, They've been exactly. doing backflips. Yeah. Right, so yeah. we should get into um, <laughs> blind date drams. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Blind Date, and here is your host, Miss Sarah Black! Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to a special episode of Blind Date. Blind Date Drams is going to be filled with more drama than a Shakespearean tragedy. We've got single measures from all walks of life ready to take a leap of faith in the name of love. (laughs) I met up with a good friend this week and very bravely they said they were going to couples therapy. I said, it's very brave to admit this, but I did have to give him one piece of advice. Make sure you bring a phone charger. Because you're never going to know if it's going to be a constant power struggle. (laughs) (laughs) We've got three contestants here ready and willing to go. So contestant number one, what's your name and where'd you come from? Um, My name is Libby and I'm from Isla. Libby from Isla, hello and welcome. And uh, what type of dram are you, Libby? Um... Quite sweet, quite fruity. A little bit of, a little bit of salt in there every now and again. Uh, quite a cheap, cheap, cheap dram too. Oh, everyone loves a cheap date, Libby. Welcome to the show, contestant number two. What's your name and where'd you come from? Hi, Scylla. I'm Paul, and I'm also from Ayla. Oh, would you believe? Do you know each other? We've bumped into each other before. And Paul, if you could be bottled by any independent bottler, who would it be? Oh, well, I'm really lucky because um, because I'm actually owned by an independent bottler. So we've got a really good relationship already and they know absolutely everything about me as a whiskey. That's great. Right, contestant number three. Hello, what's your name and where'd you come from? Yeah, so my name is Duncan and um, I like to drive my Land Rover around England. Oh, hello, Duncan. How are you? Yeah, I'm fine, thank you. Yeah, how are you? I'm lovely. I'm lovely, Chuck. Thanks for asking. That's great. And uh, Duncan, what type of drama are you? Oh, well, I'm um, very well shaved, very clean cut dram, and I wear very nice clothes. Shaved? Oh, that's great as well, that. Well done, Duncan. And uh, if you could be bottled by an independent bottler... Who would it be? Oh, yeah. I mean, it'd have to be something really classy. Um, I mean, we're thinking like um, something exclusive. I would say probably, you know, top of the line um, signature vintage. Yeah. Well, that's great. And uh, let's introduce now, ladies and gentlemen, this evening's drama. Hello. What's your name and where'd you come from? Dave. Hello, Dave. That was a great introduction. A lot of information there. And, uh, what do you drink, Dave? Oh, oh sorry. Um, I forgot to say where I'm from. Um, I'm from uh, Norwich, yeah. But I didn't actually grow up in Norwich. It's why I haven't got a Norfolk accent. Um, sorry, Silla, what was the other question there? What do you like to drink, Dave? Oh, um, so I uh, quite like um, 
quite like a lager, but sometimes I'll have a whiskey and I'm starting to get more into whiskey. Um, so, you know, I've sort of progressed out of having kind of like Coke and whiskey and my friends have recently, can you know, tried to, you know, been getting me into drinking some single malts. So I've started to go out and kind of try a few. Yeah. Well, Dave, you've come to the right place just to get an idea of what you're into to see if we can match you up with one of our three lucky contestants. What's your favourite shape of glass? Oh, well, Scylla, I really like something with curves, something I can hold on to, good base, yeah. Well, Dave, they do say it is all about the base. Moving on to the questions, let's go back to Dave. I, I understand you've got a few questions for our contestants that might help you narrow down your selection and hopefully find that base you're looking for. Uh, my friends all tell me that I should be drinking out of a glass that looks like a 90s light bulb. Uh, so I can sniff the fumes adequately. How would you delight my nose? Um, and that's to uh, contestant one. Well, um, I am quite a delight on the nose, actually. Um, a bit nutty, if you like the nutty sort of dram. Um, I'm a bit, a bit creamy, quite quite vanilla, you know, like uh, like they all are these days. Um, and yeah, as I say, a little bit, a little bit of salt in there as well. So I'm quite a, a mixed bag, really. So um, personalities coming out my ears. Sounds good. The 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 same question to uh, contestant number two. Yeah. Well, thanks, Dave. It's lovely to hear from you. So because um, I'm from Isla, uh, you'd expect me to be really smoky and peaty, and we're very light and smoky. And uh, when you when you when you smell me, you'll recognise some familiarity with, with where I come from in Isla, but you'll also recognise something different and special as well. And I'm sure that difference in special uh, recognition will appeal to you. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, Paul. Um, it's a bit of a politician's answer to start off with, but um, it certainly got good quickly. Interesting. And the uh, same question to uh, contestant number three. Yeah. So I'm quite freezy on the nose. Um, and uh, lots of red berries, a bit of grassiness, um, and a little bit of honey. Yeah. Well, everyone, thanks for your answers to Dave's questions. And I think to help him choose, he's got a couple more questions for you. Let's dig deeper to see what he's got next. So I love to cook. Um, not crystal meth, to be clear, although Breaking Bad did make it look more interesting than my current existence. Uh, but, you know, dishes from around the world. In particular, I like uh, French and Mexican uh, cuisine. So, I like somebody who understands my flavour. How would you excite my palate? That's to contestant number two first. Thank you. Well, Dave, you obviously like big flavours and we're a big whiskey. No, we've got peat and smoke and whilst it might be light, it will excite your palate and last for a long, 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 long time because that's how we've designed our whiskey and how we've built our distillery to make the whiskey with the flavour that it has. If you don't like our whiskey, you shouldn't be on blind date. You should be down the pub drinking tequila or something else. I like that. Confident. Nice. And the same question to uh, contestant number one. Well, I certainly think I'd be quite complex to your palate, to your taste. I think there's quite a lot going on. You've got kind of dried fruits and say that kind of vanilla, these nice caramel, like just a dusting of smoke more of like a coastal aroma but yeah i think um i think i'd be quite quite a delight on the palate 
Okay. I mean, coast sounds good. Um, do you, you know, do you like the coast? I love the coast so much that I post about it every day. Right. Okay. Nice. And the same question to uh, contestant number three. Yeah. So, um, well, I'm very traditional uh, in um, what we do. So, you know, I really believe in kind of traditional flavors um, using the finest ingredients. Um, I'm always after something kind of rich and bold. I like a fruitiness. So for me, you're going to be getting honey, red fruits, a bit of treacle in there. Um, it's kind of a dessert. Think of me as a dessert whiskey that you can have with a nice glass of wine or a nice dessert wine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, sounds good. Um, maybe a bit posh for me. We'll see. Uh, it's not, you know, I don't sound like a posh guy. Well, that's great. You've got quite a wide variety of taste that can uh, tease your taste buds there. I think you've got one final question to help narrow down your selection. My mum was an artist in Cambodia who uh, used to uh, paint pictures of Siamese crocodiles, clouded leopards and uh, local condiments. Sadly, she had to return to Switzerland, leaving her beloved sketches to sort out the family uh, bedding business, which was close to folding. This has given me an appreciation of beautiful labels and perfectly ironed sheets. How would you stand out on a crowded shelf? And that goes to uh, contestant number one. Well, first of all, uh, I'm very accessibly priced, as I say, a cheap date. Even cheaper on some occasions, especially sometimes in the supermarket, if you find it at the right time. And I'm a nice bottle, nice colour, nice name, and a nice, nice age as well. It's a nice kind of, you know... Basically just ticking all the boxes, you know. Yeah, I think uh, I'd stand out because I'm um, tasty, cheap and nice to look at. <laughs> nice. So tasty and cheap. Okay, good. And the uh, same question goes to uh, contestant number two. How would you stand out on a crowded shelf, Paul? Well, we would stand out because you won't have seen me before. We are Ooh. new to the market. But we would also stand out in that our bottle is very elegant. And if you're a shoulder man, Dave, you will like our shoulders. Ooh, yeah. And we're very neat and tidy, just like the family's bedding business. All right. Uh, there's no doubt about that. But we would also uh, stand out because you can be on a journey with us. You can try our whiskey as one of the first people to try it. And then for the rest of your life, you can say you were there at Ground Zero, one of the very first people and start enjoying it for the rest of your life. And if you're all going to have a blind date and a blind whiskey, you only want to do it once, and you can do it once with us, and then live that journey with that whiskey for the rest of your drinking days. Okay. Um, I mean, you really had me there, and it sounded at the end like marriage. But, um, it, yeah, I was on the journey, and then it sounded very commitment-orientated. I have to give that some thought. You're either all in or you're all out, Dave. It's up to you. Oh, okay. Yep, yep. Okay, got that. And the um, the same question goes to uh, contestant number three. Um, how would you stand out on a crowded shelf? Yeah, so, um, well, we have the, we are very classy. Think artistic box, traditional feel, upmarket, you know, custom alloys on your Land Rover Defender. Um, we have a lovely kind of reddish color to the whiskey and we are very limited even though this bottle has been around for quite some time so it's um it's a thinker uh, if you're going for gold if you want to win pick me well there we are we've heard from all our contestants today so we're gonna see which one it is is it gonna be contestant number one all her boxes are ticked and she's cheap and tasty 
Is it going to be contestant number two, who's got nice shoulders, neat and tidy, and promises an almost virginal experience in their whiskey journey? Or is it number three, classy, the Land Rover Dram that's going to be berries at Christmas? It's over to you for your choice. Thanks, Ella. Um, well, it's been a really hard decision. Um, I was very close to going cheap and tasty because uh, that's usually my thing. But my mum keeps saying to me, you should look ahead. You know, you need to knuckle down. You need to find someone to be in a long-term relationship with. And I like the bossiness of um, of contestant number two. And I like what they're saying. Um, I think contestant number three is just a bit too posh for me. So I'm going to pick contestant number two. Oh, Dave, I'm so happy. Well, that's great. What we'll do, Dave, shortly you'll get to meet contestant number two. But what we'll quickly do is speak to contestant number one and find out who they are. Okay, so I am one and a half and twelve, and I picked it because it's a great dram, really tasty. As I say, I've just I've, so on Bunhaven's website, it's forty-six quid whiskey exchange, thirty-nine pound ninety-five bargain. Yeah, great whiskey. I think it's really good and i think it's quite a good like accessible for a non-heated drinker and um dave brody comes from helensburg and i also come from helensburg so we've got like a nice link well that's great and contestant number three can you give your big reveal? Yeah, so Sela, I'm I am Cotswold's signature uh, malt this is where you talk about the actual bottle signature Cotswold's um you know it's um uh, it's made from floor malt with barley, aged in first wheel burbs and red wine casks. It's natural colour, it's non-material filtered, it's 46%. And if it is £30 or less, you should buy on site. It is incredible whiskey to have in your uh, cupboard. And now it's time to meet tonight's winner. Would you like to reveal who you are? Yes, thanks, Silla. So I'm Arna Ho, uh, the youngest uh, and most modern distillery on Isla. Dave, I think you're in for a great treat on this trip away. What do you think? Are you happy with your selection? Yeah, I think I've done well there, Silly, yeah. Excellent, right. Yeah, really happy, really happy. Last yeah. thing to do now is to pick where you're going to go. So who's going to select? Is it Dave or is it going to be yourself, Ardna Ho? Paul from Ardna Ho should do the selection, yeah, always. Oh, that's Dave, that's very uh, considerate and chivalrous of you. Thank you. Mm. Great. And look at that. You've got an all-expenses-paid trip to Bognor Regis Butledge. You two are going to have a great time. Please come back and let us know how you got on. Oh, I've, I've, never, been to, I've never been to Bognor Regis. I'm really excited, Dave. We once went there. No, I'm going to snap out of it now. <laughs> we once went there, and we were staying there when we were younger in one of the port cabins or whatever they are, the lodges yeah. or something, at some sort of like... um. We went to Cavos, and then after that, we went to Bognor Regis for sort of meet up of people who are in Cavos. I don't really know why we're going. It was it's a family lot. trip. The people. No, this oh. is when we're younger. This is like partying. It's like, woo, you know, that kind of stuff. And the people living, the people opposite, had um, smeared poo all over the outside of their building. <laughs> and that's it. Was a fun time, but that was my one sort of down. <laughs> You know, sort of, that's the main memory from that. <laughs> that they actually decided to smear human excrement <laughs> along the outside of their 
building their accommodation and it just stayed there the whole weekend. And if you're booking a trip to Butlins, Bogner Regis, please use code Honest yeah. to a Malt Poolwall for 15% <laughs> off your stay. You're going to need 50% off to put up with that, I'm telling you right now. Oh, I love it. Uh, Thank you for uh, humoring us there, everyone. No amount, no amount of, um, no amount of neon light up glow sticks will take the edge of uh, poo smeared on the outside of your accommodation. <laughs> Not ours, but the one opposite. It's even worse. It's like, have you seen that thing on with Carl Pilkington where he talks about you want to be the person in the bad accommodation, in the looking at the quality, yeah. you know, looking at the beautiful place. Well, I would rather the poo been smeared on the outside of our on <laughs> our accommodation, not opposite where I have to stare at it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> that was the literal worst place for it to be to be smeared. Constant oh, reminder. Bogner Regis. Well, well that's, the, the, the whiskey example of that is um, Libby's favourite, Kalila. That it's the if you look at it from the the shore side, it's the most horrible distillery yeah. that you're ever going to see in the world. Ah, but yeah. when you're inside it. Looking out over the parts of Jura, it's great. And and if Absolutely. you've not been since um, Diageo of, of upgraded the visitor centre, what a difference it's made to you. Really, really impressive. Yeah. So, yeah, better the the inside looking out than the outside looking in. Yeah, I I cool. went I that drove was, to it in that... 2016. It looked like something out of Chernobyl. Uh, <laughs> gosh. <laughs> Can I just say that's 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 a great great sort of comparison analogy there. We've just drawn between Kalila and. Bognor Regis. Um, Poo smeared um, accommodation at Butlin Skegness or wherever it was. Or Bognor Regis. Listen, Duncan, whatever the question is, the answer's whiskey. Well, guys, thank you for putting up with our absolute lunacy there and taking part. It is much appreciated. So, uh, yeah, big thank you from us for coming on. if you do want to follow any of the guys that are on the show, um, I don't know if you want to say your uh, social media handles. Lib, do you want to go? Yeah, yeah. So I'm Dramatic Libby on Instagram and Twitter. Um, hence the bit of drama, bit of drums. Nice. Dramatic Libby. Good play on words. Like it. Yeah. Very dramatic. Uh, <laughs> Paul, how about yourself? Yeah, I like what Libby did there. Uh, I'm Whiskey <laughs> Toasts. And, and the reason being, every time I have a dram, honestly, with friends or family, there's always something happening in your life to have a toast. Your first podcast or your first marriage or your second marriage, third marriage, first divorce, whatever <laughs> first it divorce. is. Yeah. First divorce, yeah. yeah. And uh, so there's always something happening. But if you, uh, to get on brand, if you want to follow what's happening with uh, Arno Ho, follow um, Arno Ho um, or Hunter Lane Whiskey. And... Um, yeah, exciting times. So whatever you're whiskey you're drinking in your glass, uh, enjoy it. Should probably say Thanks, Glasgow Paul. Distillery in there as well then. Yeah, go on. Absolutely. Yeah, give us a follow. Get on brand. <laughs> Up the Glasgow. Yeah. Glasgow Distillery. Yeah. Give them a follow as well. And uh, if you want to hear yeah. Duncan's whiskey tips, all his good value finds, obviously follow him as usual at Whiskey Tip on social media. I'm on at Whiskey Wings. And then obviously the podcast is on at Honest or Malt on all the social medias. Thanks for listening and we will catch you on the next one. Bye, 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 bye. Okay.
I love it. <laughs> I'm crying. 